0: What is going on, good people? It is Friday night, eleven oh five PM. That means it is time for Smack Talk here on the Wrestle Binge YouTube channel brought to you by Sports Keto as well as the Sports Keto Wrestling Facebook page. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Rick Uccino, SP3, and the wrestling legend himself, Dutch Mantel. will be with you guys for the next forty five minutes or so. Breaking down SmackDown, Rampage, and the big news of the day. Dutch, how you doing?
2: Well, I'm doing good. I, I hear that you're sleepy because you're takes a long time. A little bit. Well, a little bit. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to get
0: amped up, fired up, get through this show, and then I'm going to sleep for a probably,
2: day. I'd walk over to you and just slap the hell out of you and wake you up.
0: Hell, I've been slapping myself since 10 o'clock. It didn't really help much <laughs> uh, trying to get through Rampage. Not that it was a bad show, mind you, but it, it was a slog. SP3, what's going on?
1: I am doing great I am not doing as great As the Sports Keto Wrestling Awards Coming up guys 2022 is over It's all about the Sports Keto Wrestling Awards Everybody is is talking about it Everybody is thinking about it And I am thinking about it I don't even know if I can think about tonight's show Of Smackdown or Rampage I spent three hours watching wrestling I didn't get a lot of sleep Because all I've been thinking about Is that Sports Keto Wrestling Wrestling awards, Rick and Dutch.
2: Yes, hey, and we will. We'll, yes, a great, go ahead. a great, a great candidate for male wrestler of the year, and it. Neither one of you can even guess who it is. All
0: right. Well, we will definitely get to that. That's what we call in the business a tease. All right, that's a tease just to keep you hooked in and and watching the show throughout its entirety. Uh, we'll get to SmackDown. We'll get to Rampage. Dutch though. Wanted to yep. get your thoughts on the big news story of the day. Uh, it has been speculated, rumored, uh, that this, this Roman Reigns-Rock match, which was supposed to go down at WrestleMania 37 when it was going to be in Los Angeles and has now been pushed off a couple of years to WrestleMania 39, everybody assumed that this match was going to be going down, especially after WWE... Uh, started putting out new rock merchandise this week. Everybody started losing their minds on social media, thinking he might show up at the Royal Rumble, could win the Royal Rumble. We got the the Roman Reigns acknowledgement ceremony. Every generation of the bloodline is going to be in attendance. That could be a big catalyst for the rock showing up. Everybody's excited. And then Dave Meltzer, of the Wrestling Observer today, poured a big-ass bucket of cold water on everything uh, when he reported that unless things change, all right, plans change, pal, unless things change, minds are, are, are changed, decisions are, are reversed, the Rock does not feel as though he can get in ring shape enough to put on the kind of match that would live up to the hype. I'm paraphrasing there a little bit, but he doesn't think he has enough time to get into ring shape to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Are you buying that Dutch Mantel, or is that a smokescreen and a half?
2: Uh, Who reported it? Abe Meltzer. Hell no, I'm not buying it. He just makes crap up. It's like clickbait. Oh, The Rock says he may not be into bullshit. I hate to say that, but what Rock is if he is doing that, what he's looking for is another zero out there on, at the end of that check. It's what he's looking for. You think, and how, how does Meltzer get this information anyway? I think he sits around and I think he reads it somewhere. I think he writes it down and then reads it back to himself. So therefore he's, he, he found it somewhere and just makes it up. No, I don't think Rock is worried about that he may not be in wrestling shape. I think The Rock may be worried that he he wants maybe a record payoff or something. I don't know. But, no, I am not buying that. If WWE wants him, he will find the time to get out there, believe me.
0: Uh, Sid, I would buy the fact that if the excuse were, you know – he doesn't think he could be—he could fit it into his schedule. He's got a movie coming up. We know the last time that he wrestled a a legit one-on-one match, uh, he did suffer an injury that that almost uh, ruined the filming of Hercules at the time. So, insurance things of that nature, those all come into play. Rock schedule if that—if it was the same old same old that we heard with him, I'd be more inclined to buy that. But this is something that has been in the works for a long time. If you know you have this coming up. The Rock is going to work on his cardio and I think that's that's the key thing here. People immediately jumped on this report and then as like Dutch would say called it bullshit because you look at The Rock and he look he's he's fucking chiseled out of stone, right? Like he's in shape. Big difference though between ripped and jacked and then in in ring shape, which is what I believe that Meltzer is talking about here. So I could buy that being a slight concern. But if you know you got this coming up, you're gonna be working on this, right? Uh, to me, this is a smokescreen. I think somebody fed this to Meltzer to to kind of so throw a is, shadow of doubt on the fact and try to get people to doubt the obvious that might be coming up here. Sp three.
2: So what you're saying is, Rick, it's bullshit. Would you just say it's bullshit instead of going through a long detailed... I believe situation? that I believe that Meltzer was told by
0: somebody that The Rock is concerned about his cardio. I believe that is what he was told.
2: He do I believe
0: be. that? Do I believe that The Rock actually believes that? Uh, I'm 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 not so sure. SP3, your thoughts?
1: I am on the fence, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm on the fence because of the last time The Rock was in a main event matchup at WrestleMania 29, the first ever WrestleMania I was there live for. He got injured in that match against john cena for the wwe championship and it cost production for hercules millions of dollars so if there is a chance that the rock is not in in in-ring shape i don't think he is going to perform the reason why i'm on the fence and i'm not saying i'm saying the report is true is because he had three years to get healthy, to get into in ring shape. They've been planning this match since 2020 when the when Roman Reigns yeah. reign began. So the yeah. math ain't yeah. mathin, yeah. Rocky. The math ain't rap mathin, Dwayne. The math ain't mathin, David. I'm sorry, it just don't make too much sense there that he's saying now, three months before the show. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get into in-ring shape. This feels like a a smoke because all the tea leaves was telling us the graphic for the Raw Rumble. Why is it electricity going everywhere? Yeah. The the you know it's in Texas, but the Longhorn and the bull and the Brahma bull. You can get that type of thing. Then there was all the posts. On their social media and YouTube pages, they all randomly just put out the Rock making the challenge to John Cena for WrestleMania. Then today they have the top ten best moments in Royal Rumble history. It's the Rock holding the WWE Championship at t- in 2013. This week they said they put out new merchandise for the Rock. So the tea leaves was basically telling us that maybe it's a possibility that the Rock might show up at the Men's Royal Rumble to set up the WrestleMania main event. And I think this was the Rock. Very- very smartly going to the main wrestling journalists in the business and putting out a little, a little smokescreen to be like, Oh, it's not happening. Cause it's the same thing edge did back in 2020. When all the reports came out that he was cleared to wrestle, he sent out a report to, to melt Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm actually in talks with AEW. And what did he do? He showed up at the Royal Rumble. So I think it's smart on the rock to make it a bigger surprise because Honestly, if it's not The Rock winning, this is the most telegraphed winner of the Raw Rumble of all time. This might be more than Roman Reigns in 2015, Triple H in 2002, 2002. with all these video packages for Cody Rhodes. They are hitting you over the head that he's the favorite to win, so I don't want that. I'm sorry. I think that Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania if it's for the Undisputed Universal Championship is even more problematic than The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Because one, it's not as big of a match. And two, both results of that matchup I think is a
0: issue for WWE. A lot of people not buying it. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Dutch. What did you say?
2: No, I, said, I, I guess he told you. He,
0: <laughs> I think he, he told all point.
2: of us. Three minutes for that three minute for him to say it's bullshit. (laughs) Steven
0: Chambers not buying it in the chat as well, saying a lot can happen between now and Mania. I'll say this much, right? I If The Rock is not going to be at the Royal Rumble, if he's not in the Royal Rumble match, then... He could still show up at Mania, right? But Triple H would have to get creative and figure out how to get The Rock in a match with Roman Reigns without having him win the Royal Rumble. He'd have to work around the Royal Rumble, which is the second year in a row that the Royal Rumble would end up being an obstacle instead of one of your big main events that's used to set up the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, But if The Rock's not in the Royal Rumble, I pity whoever is number 30. Because unless it is somebody like a John Cena or a Stone Cold Steve Austin or somebody like that, whoever is number 30 is going to get shafted, just like poor Ray Mysterio did when people wanted Daniel Bryan. So better save that spot for Austin Theory because he's going to get booed the fuck out of the building anyway. Uh, make sure to uh, get your comments in, guys. We'll try to get uh, uh, to as many of them as possible possible and let's start right there with the bloodline tonight uh this is was the storyline that took center stage built the entire show around this and it's just brilliant storytelling tonight that started with sammy just getting left out to dry on a fist bump by roman reigns and immediately it was like oh okay, okay. we got trouble in paradise and yeah. we all off and running running." And then it is a series of, of conversations and Paul Heyman working his magic throughout the night. And it sets up what we saw at the end. So kind of just going a piece by piece here. So Roman leaves Sammy hanging as the, the bloodline arrives there. He threw out the fist bump and the tribal chief said, nah, blah, blah, nah. And then we see Sammy asked to talk to Roman reigns and, and reigns is like, look, just, I knew you were pissed off about something last week, so tell me what's going on. Tell me the truth. Sammy airs out his grievances about what happened last week, upset that he wasn't uh, involved in the planning, felt like he was given this opportunity and didn't like the fact that that he was uh, misled, maybe maybe used a little bit, as, as Kevin Owens has told him over and over again. And then Roman gets pissed off, SP3, and just says, Get the hell out of my locker room. Go find Kevin Owens somewhere. Go find your own bloodline. Get away from me. I don't want anything to do with you right now. And again, a, a very tumultuous opening up to the show here. Uh as as and they kind of progress throughout the night. But uh yeah, Roman Reigns just getting pissed right off the bat and saying, Get the hell out of my locker room. Uh that that opened some people's eyes to start the show this evening.
2: Good opening. And and like you said, good storytelling. Because we know when it's coming. They have teased it so much. And that as that is enough to keep you all the way through the show. So very, very good, very good tease all the way through the show. Great storytelling, like you said.
0: And then SP three, Paul Heyman tonight, being the wise man that he is. Uh doing a little bit of a callback here, telling uh Roman Reigns why he needs to keep Sammy Zayn in the bloodline, noting that he never liked Sammy in the first place, whether that's bullshit or not. You know, we'll we'll leave it up to, to Paul Heyman just, you know, covering his ass. But the fact that he sits here and he tells Sammy or tells Roman that um he should keep Sammy around because it'd be better to have him pissing outside of the castle than standing on the outside of the castle and pissing inside of it. Uh it was good work by paul Heyman tonight as as well and especially and this is something you pointed out on twitter paul Heyman's facial expressions throughout most of these conversations tonight just absolutely sold these segments
1: pitch perfect facial expressions like how he gets scared when roman reigns gets angry and he's just like he's like fearful in the background then you have the segment where he you know he goes to tell sammy that roman wants to see And then you get the back and forth with with Sammy and Roman and Roman actually uh, once again apologizing to Sammy. And all the while, Paul Heyman is back there all red eye crying like, oh, my God, (laughs) He's he's like getting emotional. He was the MVP of this show for me. And especially at the end of the show as well, I thought it was very subtle how they played. Paul Heyman's character and I do believe what he told Roman that he's never liked Sammy because if you remember the first segment that they had together back in April of 2022 he did not want to deal with Sammy he wanted Sammy to go away he didn't want to give Sammy the opportunity to snitch on RK bro and Drew McIntyre which started this whole Sammy Zayn with the bloodline story so he didn't even have them
2: it's been going so long I actually forgot that the way it started, I, I've totally forgot, but it doesn't matter. They've already hooked me on the story, and I'm in it. Just because somebody like you, you just reminded me of that, and it really doesn't really, it's just how they started. But they have, again, they've taken, I've I, I preached this forever, patience, 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 and eventually it will pay off, and this will be a big one, a huge one. So I'm I'm really curious now as to as to what they got coming up.
0: Yeah, this this Sami Zayn uh, babyface turn is coming like a freight train. Uh Paul uh, Paul Heyman finds Sami backstage after Heyman uh talks to to Roman says, "Hey, Tribal Chief wants to see ya." So he sits down with Roman again. Roman apologizes says he says he now he understands what Sami was saying now. He wasn't listening before. He he Sammy just wants clear communication and he promises Perfect. to keep him informed of the plans moving forward so he's not out of the loop. And then he gives him a laundry list of things to do, get the jet fueled up, find the usos, get the car running so they can sign the contract and get the hell out of there. Which, of course, leaves the tribal chief oh uh available or not excuse, me, not available, but vulnerable uh toward the end of the night. But again, going back to what you said, SB 3 I love what Heyman Heyman did here after. Um, Roman kind of accepted Sammy back in and said, yeah, we're going to make you a part of the loop from this point out. He kind of just leans into him here and he says, thank you, my tribal chief. And it wasn't like it was a thank you for bringing Sammy back. It was really more like a thank you for listening to me. And yeah. thank you for trusting me as your your wise man and your counsel to the tribal chief. Thank you for listening to me and making my job relevant. That's what really kind of sold that, that last little bit for me because this was more for Paul Heyman making himself valuable to the bloodline than, than anything else that he was doing
2: for Sammy tonight.
0: So Paul Heyman always looking out for numero uno. I thought that
2: was really good. Great job. And Paul is Paul's been perfect in this. They've all been perfect in this. They got a story. They're just telling the story in little small increments. No, they don't need to. Only thing left to do is to shoot the angle. And I think they will. When do you think they'll shoot that angle? WrestleMania.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it happens next week because they're making it more heavy with the with the teases of Roman's kind of uh, patience with Sammy is running out. But I don't think we made it big enough deal a couple of weeks ago when Sammy, when uh, Roman apologized to Sammy, because let's think about this whole bloodline here. This man humbled, embarrassed and beat up Jey Uso back in 2020. In the Hell in a Cell against Jay Uso, this man choked out an injured Jimmy Uso. These are his cousins. Yeah. Paul Heyman, when Paul Heyman was stuck in the middle of him and Brock Lesnar, this man punched him in the face and made Paul Heyman basically play as a secret agent to betray his best friend, Brock Lesnar, to come back in the good graces of the Tribal Chief. All three of those people never got an apology. And now Roman has apologized to Sammy twice. Yeah. Twice just to keep Him in the good graces so Does is Roman really Like fearful of Sammy Being away from the bloodline What Sammy can do when he's Against the bloodline it's a lot It's it, You have to ask these different Questions yeah. and that's what makes this angle This whole everything they're doing so Amazing to watch like I've never been watching a. it's been A while since I watched a WWE backstage Segment on the edge of my seat like I'm always whenever it's Roman And Sammy and Paul I'm watching Paul for the facial expressions I'm hearing what Romans think What's Romans saying and then I'm waiting For Sammy and I'm very careful To listen to what Sammy says because I'm Always careful that Sammy might say something That makes Roman snap it is very A tense moment these It it feels real and that's what Makes this whole thing one of the best storylines WWE has put together in a decade And if you you
2: you Netflix could take this Or HBO And put a special together and make it seem like it really, really happened. The way they do things, this happened, and then this and this, and the way they do it, that'd be that they could actually do a two-hour special on this that I would watch because they've told that good of a job with it, I believe.
0: And you look, the story is one thing. But it's also the performances, too, that are really selling it. And Sammy has been absolutely brilliant in this. And you could see this whenever he was talking to Roman Reigns tonight. SB3, you're talking about you're listening intently to see if he says anything that sets off the tribal chief. You can tell that Sammy, in the lines that he's delivering, is deliberately being careful with every single word that he chooses so he doesn't piss off Roman Reigns. And more often than not, he ends up, Putting his foot in his mouth any damn way. Um, all of the talking going on backstage was great, which made the end of the night perfect because the talking was done. The talking was over. There was no, we didn't need to hear anything else from Roman Reigns, and Kevin Owens was not in a mood whatsoever to talk at all. He hits the ring, he chucks Solo Sokoa out, hits Roman Reigns with a stunner. The Usos were supposed to be getting the car. Ready, they end up running down. Kevin Owens whoops their ass. Then he pop up power bombs Roman Reigns through a table as Paul Heyman screams on. And then finally, here comes the straggler. It's Sammy Zayn. He gets down there. He's hesitant to get in the ring. Paul Heyman is giving him that look. Once again, just planting a seed of doubt and another storyline angle to follow up with, whether it's Monday or Friday or at the Royal Rumble. And now, once again, SB3, we have no idea where Sami Zayn stands in all of this. And Kevin Owens got one on over on the bloodline tonight.
1: And that's why I said I wouldn't be surprised if the bloodline turns on Sami next week. And Sami has an out. He has an excuse because Roman gave him the directions to go get the, the, the jet ready, exactly. to go get suv suv ready but how did the usos who you who roman also told sammy to you know have them get ready in the suv how did they come down so fast but sammy didn't so there's this all these different questions and all these different ways i love how they told the story with the backstage segments how it starts off with him uh missing out on the fist you get roman mad at him throw you know throwing him out the room then he comes back he forgives him he apologizes to gives him his order's gives him the fist bump and then how we end the night that's why i was like this is like a perfect setup that if they wanted to go in the direction of just finally doing the turn they could be it could be in a surprise way on the go home show the day before the raw rumble they betray Sami Zayn, get him out the way so he's not an issue for the raw rumble
0: Look, i could see a situation all right where look you talk about roman snapping what if they do some kind of an in-ring segment where Roman Reigns confronts Sami Zayn and they do this next next Friday on SmackDown or they could do it on Monday whichever show that they're going to be on as their final big blow off for the Royal Rumble and Sami does the ultimate foot in mouth moment where he says exactly what you did SP3 where he said look I was where I was I was because you told me to be there And then Roman Reigns takes that as Sami Zayn saying, oh, this was the tribal chief's fault. This was Roman Reigns' fault. I left myself vulnerable. You weren't there, so this is Roman Reigns' fault. And then Roman snaps, and the bloodline beats the ever-loving piss out of Sami Zayn and just leaves him laying in the middle of the ring. I could definitely see uh, that being the 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 moment that, that breaks everybody's heart. But at the same time, Dutch is, is going to make everybody happy because the second that this finally happens, Sami Zayn is going to be set up for a monster babyface run.
2: Oh, he is. But what if Kevin Owens shows up? Of course, everybody's going to be saying, help Sammy, help Sammy. Yeah. What if he doesn't help Sammy? Now, that's another thought. There's so many ways to go on this that really makes sense. And I, I will say they have worked this. We've said it before. It's it's a, they have put this together brilliantly. And I don't think, well, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. I don't think they could screw this up, but <laughs> they can, believe me. They can screw it up. If it can get screwed up, they can, but I don't think they will. I think no. they're way ahead of the game on this one. Way ahead. So who's and- wrestler of the year, Rick?
0: Oh man. I was gonna go to I was gonna go to some comments in the in the in the section here first before we 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 transition into this.
1: well, well I would I just wanted to say I loved I loved the Paul Heyman look at Sammy because it was both of suspicion and it was a look of you made me look stupid. For, for talking the tribal chief into forgiving you into yeah. apologizing to you and making sure you're in his good graces and then you come out here late you missed all of this you you allowed this to happen love that paul heyman look at the at the end and that's why i said it, it sets up a perfect kind of surprise turn for it where it's kind of like a festival of friendship type of turn that not a lot of people are expecting and it works twofold because it would be a surprise if it happens next week and and two, you completely eliminate the fact that Sami Zayn might be the Brian Danielson, the Daniel Bryan of the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble. If he, if you go through number 30, and people are one disappointed that there's no Rock, and two disappointed that there's no Sami Zayn in the in the Rumble, they can avoid all of that by taking him out the day before.
0: Very true. Uh, David Mann says, I think they wait until the rumble for the Sammy split. Uh, then it's full speed ahead into WrestleMania. I think if they wait until the rumble for to do the Sammy split, it's going to be Sammy who's who who turns on the bloodline as opposed to the other way around, because that's still definitely a possibility to where Sammy gets fed up with everybody's bull and decides I don't screw this. I'm better than this. I don't need this anymore. Kevin Owens was right. And he attempts to help Kevin Owens. And Stephen Chambers said uh, earlier, Sammy is going to actually cost Roman the match. Kevin Owens is going to win the title at the Royal Rumble. I don't see that happening. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. I would be all for a, a shock swerve. Because at this point, I I don't... Unless it's Cody Rhodes in the main event at WrestleMania, I, I'm not picking Roman Reigns to lose ever (laughs) at this at this point i don't know who's beating him unless it's unless it's cody so i'll take a surprise win uh anytime uh we at any point
1: i'll i'll be the one to say it it should not be cody beating roman reigns at wrestlemania
0: that is problematic in like i said before well, we we'll dive it. We'll dive into that at another time. All right. So as uh, SP three brought up, and as Dutch Mantel has been asking me to bring up, uh, coming up next month, we have the second annual Sports Kita Wrestling Awards. You guys were. Uh, <laughs> Um, A big part of what we did last year, several different uh, categories, including uh, male wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, uh, moment of the year, uh, tag team of the year. We had uh, a very esteemed panel of judges that were involved in this, including Dutch Mantel himself and uh, Renee Paquette was involved in that. Uh, A lot of different people showed up to help. uh, I believe Vince Russo was involved as well. Um, So a lot of uh, people who were involved in that made that as a big success in our first year. The judges are getting finalized right now. The fan voting is going to start up next month. And last year, Dutch, Roman Reigns was named the Male Wrestler of the Year in 2021. He is the straw that stirs the drink in WWE right now. Do you feel like he has a chance to repeat in 2022?
2: Oh, he has a great chance to repeat. Name another performer who's received the attention that Roman Reigns has. None of them. Nobody. So I expect him to to repeat as, as Wrestler of the Year. Although, I don't know if I would vote for him. Interesting. Because I think Another guy, even though he's really low key, has really shown me more, more potential, actually. And that's hard, to, that's hard to grasp after Roman has done all that he's done. But I would pick, for me, personally, and he's not going to win, but I would pick Gunther as Wrestler of the Year. Because of he hasn't had a bad match at all and the people buy him, and when he goes in there, he goes in there to beat somebody's ass, and the people, they're all eyes on Gunther when he's in there because his stuff looks solid. It looks real. You can even hear it. If you're ringside, you can feel it. So he is actually uh, playing his role well, and he just got started. So, and if he won wrestler of the Year, it'd actually be be too early for him. But I think he has shown enough potential to be considered in that in that category. That's who I would actually cast my ballot for.
0: Maybe breakout star of the year, uh, if, if that's a category this year, Gunther could be uh, in that for sure. I don't hate that actually. Um, like I said, maybe 2022 is a little early, but SP3, depending on how his booking goes this year, especially if he gets a match against somebody like a Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and, and wins it, that could be the catalyst to a, a big 2023. And we could be looking at Gunther in a much, much bigger platform uh, at toward the end of this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gunther's had a hell of a, uh Intercontinental title run Like you said last week, over 200 days He had the great match on SmackDown in December against Ricochet He had great matches against Shinsuke Nakamura Of course, one of the matches of the year With Seamus back at Clash at the Castle He had the Brook match with the uh, Imperium Versus uh, Brawling Brutes at Extreme Rules But for me, I think that it's more of like a second half of the year for for Gunther the first half of the year was kind of quiet and then he wins the Intercontinental title in the summer and starts to stretch. I like to look at the performer that kind of performed throughout the whole year and it really depends what the fans are going to be voting for. Do they want the best in-ring wrestler? Do they want the best guy on the promos? The best character? The biggest star? The guy who's the biggest draw? Do they want a guy that does all, checks all the boxes, more the complete player? So it depends on what the fans are looking for in my opinion if you kind of look at everything i think it's a three horse race i i know that one of these options fans are not going to vote on because i'll I'll be fair the fans here at sports keto are going to vote for somebody from wwe or aew but I think it's a three-horse race for who was the best wrestler of the year in 2022 overall with Will Ospreay for what he did in New Japan Pro Wrestling, establishing the United States Championship as kind of on par with their top prize over there. He was a draw in New Japan, a draw in the independent scene at classic matches. No one had better matches throughout the throughout the year, like a catalog like Will Ospreay in 2022. Roman Reigns was the biggest star in the business, and I feel like his 2022, was actually much better than his 2021 so i agree with dutch he's a very high favorite to win this again and i think it was more of a complete year and he more hit his stride like late like in may so i felt like it was different from 2021 where he kind of stopped having great matches after SummerSlam. in my
2: okay, opinion in a three-horse race who's the other guy
1: john moxley, moxley. that was my pick that's my pick for for wrestler of the year because he was the break glass in case of emergency for aew every time aew needed somebody to step up be the top guy it was john moxley he was great reliable great as a character great as that top star for the company and a great world champion
2: Uh, i would when is this coming out
0: uh, so February is when the fan voting uh, is going to start. Don't have set dates yet. I'll say this much. I think m- maybe you could split this up into two separate awards, right? Male wrestler of the year where you can go with the biggest act, the biggest star, which is Roman Reigns. And John Moxley is your most valuable professional wrestler, your MVP of the year, because Every single time that AEW was in a hole and they needed somebody to pull them out of it, it was John Moxley who did it. Yeah. CM Punk gets hurt. All right, we're going to make John Moxley our interim champion. CM Punk gets hurt, and he... Freaking starts a fight with EVPs while eating cupcakes. All right. John Moxley is going to pull us out of the, the worst three-week period in AEW history. This
1: if you minute, want Dutch Mantel to stop saying Rampage sucks, pit John Moxley on the show. That <laughs> happened.
0: that's what happened this year. John Moxley is that I dude. Never- and I would like to do two separate awards. Roman Reigns, wrestler of the year, John Moxley, most valuable professional wrestler of the year. Uh, we have people, uh, in the chat saying, uh, Cody Rhodes will win a match of the year. Uh, Seth Rollins as wrestler of the year, uh, either Roman or Seth, uh, for wrestler of the year match of the year is going to be interesting this year. I think a lot, I think that hell in a cell match between Cody and Seth is going to get a lot of votes, but I think that one is going to be, uh, very, very close. Um, all right, guys, we need to, to move on here in what was a, a a very rough week for pro wrestling fans uh, losing uh, Jay Briscoe uh, this week. It was very fitting that SmackDown tonight was very tag team wrestling heavy tonight, and it started with uh, well. For lack of a better term, uh, I thought a banger SP3 between the Banger Bros. I can't believe that's actually the name that they're going with here against the Viking Raiders. Uh, Seamus and Drew get the win after uh, a 20-minute clash. Here, I love the finishing sequence. You get Seamus hitting the knee. You get McIntyre running in with the claymore. Seamus hits the brogue kick. They get the win. The crowd was going nuts for these four SP3, and they were uh, they were cooking pretty early on tonight.
1: Hell of a match! Hell of a way to, to kick off the show. All got all these guys were hard hitting. It was all a bunch of hosses going out there and just beating the crap out of each other. And that's how I like the tag team matches. This was the best match that I saw in either show for the for the night. The crowd was behind it. Dutch, what did you think about this opener oh, on SmackDown?
2: Good match, very good. When I first saw him come out there, I said I don't know. You know, I was kind of felt, but the more I watched it. You know, they got it together and they had, they ended up having a a, a great match, but <clears throat> when they come out, I'm saying, I'm thinking now who is going to win this match? Because that's what every wrestling fan say. You know, you have, you say, oh, this guy can't lose this guy, but they had a good finish. It was paced well. And I, I enjoyed you know, we've knocked SmackDown so much in the past, but I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed that first match. My question is, when is Pat McAfee coming back?
0: That's a good question. Might be at the Royal Rumble. He might be a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, they've they settled on these these two commentary. I think, man, if you could get him on Monday Night Raw, I think he would be a, a, a bit of energy that that broadcast team needs. But he and Cole work so well together. Would you do a three-man booth on SmackDown with, with with Wade Barrett? Where do you shuffle things? So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if and when uh, he comes back. We did have three other tag team matches on the show tonight. Uh, Hit Row and Los Lotharios. Angel and Umberto, they were the stars of this match. It was not long at all, but it was great to finally see those two on television and getting to watch them do their thing. And then it was a quick little... Distraction from B Fab and then it was a roll up and hit row wins and they move on. But man, Dutch, I, I want to see more of Angel and Umberto on, on my TV screen.
2: Guys are good. Most of your Mexican wrestlers are great because that's why they that's why they're trained there. They can do they can do almost anything. So I hated to see them lose too, but it's probably the way to go. Losing doesn't mean anything. On, on raw anywhere else. Look at, uh, look at the Vega girl, not the Vega girl. Who was, a what's the girl that went out against Charlotte Flair tonight? Oh, to oh yeah. yeah. How how many matches did she lose right in a row? I, yeah.
0: I can't remember the last time she won a match to be honest.
2: Yeah. And it, I don't think it hurt her at all. Cause all they got, that's what they tell the guys in the back. Don't worry. Your time is coming. And then her, her time is here. So, uh, SmackDown overall tonight, one of their better shows, and I I enjoyed it.
0: Uh, let's see. We had another tag team match there, SP3. Legato Del Fantasma beats Maximum Male Models. Okay. Nice <laughs> to see uh, Mansua and Marseille on the show and Maxine, of course. I like but their poses. I, I can't remember the last time they were on the show, so I guess getting on the show is something. But you knew Legato Del Fantasma was going to win it. But then the uh, – so – we had two tag team matches, four tag team matches tonight. Two were eh two were really good. You had the other one that was really good an Imperium defeating the Brawling Brutes sb 3
1: Yeah, I mean, this was a focus on the tag team division on the show and what I learned from the show is that half of these tag teams are over and the other half are not. Hit Row is not over. Los Letharios, they don't use them enough. They looked really good. Humberto got huge. He got he put on some muscle, some muscle mass. They looked like they were on the money and they were ready for the opportunity. But they're just not over because they don't use them enough. Maximum male models. If they should have listened to us and just put Dutch with them, they would have been over by now. But they're not over. Right. Legato Fantasma. They're not over but
0: Imperium and the Aussie Bollinger- agreed with you by the way Dutch is the uh, male model of the year in his uh, super chat here uh and I'm I actually gonna- I can't sleep tomorrow Ozzie, by the way I can't sleep tomorrow because the Bengals play on Sunday uh so uh I'll, I'll be able to get plenty of sleep but I, we do appreciate the super chat anybody who wants to uh to send them in sorry to cut you off there
1: no, 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 but yeah, that's what I learned is that half of the tag teams are over, half of the tag teams are not. But Imperium versus uh Brawling Brutes, that was good, that was a bunch of fun. Ridge Holland continues to improve, in my exactly. opinion. So, I, I really enjoyed that match. I enjoyed two of the tag team matches, the other matches were,
2: but they, were sure they weren't long,
0: correct? They were matches. You, 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 you know what I learned tonight? There are eight established tag teams on one brand. That that surprised me, uh, genuinely. I'm like, holy shit! They filled out an entire bracket with that. They still only have two tag teams, maybe in the women's <laughs> division total, but they and got eight men's tag teams on SmackDown. That's impressive. Yes, Dutch.
2: Is is Triple H leading Raw creative too?
0: Yes. Uh-huh. For now.
2: I wonder why there's so much. A, there's such a disparity in the shows.
0: Maybe that's uh, intent to try to make them feel like different brands different shows different vibes different feels maybe that's the intent
1: they don't feel like different brands different shows they feel like the exact same drill this tournament felt like the the gauntlet that they did on 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 raw like they've established that they have filled in gaps they signed enough people that they filled in gaps and they actually have tag team male division but like i said they still need to get to the work of actually getting these guys over that's the issue yes. that Triple Tripoli signed a bunch of people, but he hasn't done the work to actually get them over.
0: It's a it's a long, long process uh, he's taken with some of these folks. That's for sure.
2: Let's talk it's about week. My... It's the 30th anniversary of that. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. And they're, they're bringing a lot of people back. Including Hulk Hogan. Key. That's going to go over well okay what is Vince going to do you think Vince will be on the show because he was he was on it tonight he was out in those videos and he came back and remember he wasn't supposed to have any influence now didn't he fire two people this week
0: we uh... have been there
2: 25 years.
0: Okay, so I don't know if you're you're talking about Adam Hopkins with who is the VP of communications. I don't know if Adam was let go or he left. All we know is that he is no longer with the company. Uh, So I can't confirm one way or the other. And I'm I'm saying that because I did talk to Adam, uh, but I can't confirm whether or not he quit or he was let go. It seems two weeks before the Royal Rumble where you're going to have heavy media in town and he's the guy who's usually running the show for the media events two weeks before that, you're going to let him go. I don't know about that. That's just me speculating on that. The timing seems weird on this, but Sean Ross at Selected report today that they were doing office cuts uh, within WWE as well. So it, it, the timing be damn, maybe they did just decide to make a bunch of cuts and, go that direction so
1: and Devon dudley left the company after seven years being a producer
0: yeah he left today as well so wow uh things they are changing on the show i'm gonna say no at least not live in person but i could be wrong
1: I wouldn't be surprised, even though I know there are some people <laughs> out there that think the powers that be are going
0: to stop Vince McMahon from getting on television, e- to getting to the. Okay, creative. let me let me let me let me just go ahead and say this loud and clear for those people: Both, Vince yeah. is the powers that be. He runs the whole damn thing. He can do whatever he wants, and he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. Can we talk about my boy Los Angeles Night? uh, who came down to, <laughs> who came down to the ring tonight to take on Jeffrey jobber. Uh, he got the win despite some Bray light, tr- Bray Wyatt light trickery, very, very quick match, but it was what happened afterwards. SP three, the triumphant return of the firefly Funhouse. I can't express how much I missed the firefly funhouse segments. I'm not saying this is something that they should do every week. Like it was, it was an every week staple, but if they're going to do something like with Bray Wyatt, like they kind of did with Mick Foley, but amped up to 11 where he's just a different persona or different character. He's just got these like Michael Keaton and multiplicity, right? Like he's just got different personalities that different traits, that he showcases every different week. And occasionally we take a trip to the fun house. I think I'm, I'm all for that. I think it added a bit of entertainment value tonight. I liked what they did with this one. Uh, the uncle howdy little teaser there. Um, and I look, I'm, I'm ready to go for, for this matchup uh, at the Royal rumble, whatever the hell. I'm the-
2: interested right. in the pitch, the pitch black match. I'm they, they don't even know what it is. They don't have no rules. If it has any rules. It's a no-holds-barred match that's
0: going to take place under some neon lighting. That's exactly what it is. Maybe they'll have some Mountain Dew uh, at the ringside. Uh, maybe they'll, pla- they'll, they'll do like what uh, AEW does with DraftKings and they'll put Mountain Dew over the corners of the, the ring apron or something like that. But uh, there's going to be some heavy advertising, some neon lights. It's going to be hard to see on the app, but hopefully I'll be able to see it well in person.
2: Well, I'm interested in it. I just want to see what they're going to do with it because they've advertised it, and I'm sure they have something in mind, but I don't know what it is. I can't even conceive what that match would be, but I'm interested in watching it. Well, SP3
0: they have a very very long and healthy track record when it comes to advertisements and plugs during matches. can we not forget uh the horror show at Extreme Rules when we had the zombie match? I mean, just a storied success. That wasn't uh, even
1: at the Horror Show of Extreme Rules. That was at a WrestleMania Backlash. We got Was it really? Match. Oh yes.
0: man. That would have made more sense if it was at the Horror Show at Extreme Rules. I'm World. dreading
1: I'm dreading this so much. I can't even enjoy this story. I, I love I loved the Firefly Funhouse. I remember my me and my missus first got together. I was showing her the Firefly Funhouse stuff. I, I enjoy it, but I'm just dreading this pitch black match. I don't think it's going to be good. Bray Wyatt does not have a good history with lights in general. No, he doesn't. So... I don't know why
0: they do this. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. They tried to do it with with, uh, with Judgment Day and the Purple Light BS, and it wasn't working then either. Guys, you're putting together a television show. Lighting is everything. If your audience can't see it, it don't matter how good it is. And by the way, having your wrestlers wrestle in the dark, that shit ain't safe, Dutch. Why are you doing that?
2: They may have a, a surfing on my computer and I bought me, I seldom buy anything, but it's a wraparound headband with lights on it, like a headlamp. They may put them in that. They're pretty cheap. They're only like six bucks. <laughs> That's probably why I bought it. But hey, it's a it's a pitch black match, and I'm interested in, in seeing what they do. And if it's good, I'll say it's good. If it if, if it if it's bad, I'll say it's the shits. And then I'll say, "I agreed with you guys that I, I hated the whole concept, but I don't hate the concept. So we'll see we'll see. that's, that's why we, they have these pay-per-viewers to see what they're going to do..
0: So. Yeah. They had my attention. I think it's going to be interesting. Hopefully people can see it. Maybe they'll be dressed in like glow sticks or something, and it'll look kind of like a rave sort of thing that they got going on. I don't know. We'll figure it out. They'll figure it out, I'm sure. Let's
2: talk about rampage. Well,
0: hang on, hang on, hang on. We got a couple of couple of notes here. A couple of final notes here. Charlotte and uh, her new banger theme kicked off hour number two. Queen called out Sonya Deville. Uh, the Detroit uh, crowd told her she sucked a lot. Uh, she demanded another title shot, and uh, Charlotte challenged her to a fight right then and there. Sonya says nothing in for her in that situation, and then she delivers a cheap shot when Adam Pierce comes out. These two are going to end up fighting at the Royal Rumble. SP3, what would you think of uh, this segment tonight?
1: It was a segment. We could talk about Rampage now.
0: <laughs> I, I don't even know why we... we uh, I was
1: confused why we wasted time even bringing that up. It was a segment. Uh, it, we wasn't, had se- it
0: wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> we had several superstars declare for the Royal Rumble tonight, including Shayna Baszler, Karrion Cross, and Zelina Vega. All right, let me uh, find my notes. For Rampage. Okay, we'll start off here with Jungle Boy and Ethan Page SP3. A tit slapping good time tonight. Jack Perry gets the win after uh Page tried to roll him up, grabbed a big old handful of Matt Hardy's ponytail for leverage, and then he caught a back elbow. Jungle Jack rolls him up for the win. And we get a little post segment. Uh well, we were four minutes into this show, and uh Stokely Hathaway was already pissed off. Uh, he grabs the mic. He's all pissed off at the end of it. They're all blaming Matt Hardy. At the end of it, we get a tag team match set up for Dynamite. We got Jungle Hook versus Paige and Hardy. What would you think of the opening of the show?
1: I thought that this show... Would have been better if they flipped the opener and the main event. I felt like this Jungle Boy, Ethan Page, these were the two kind of bigger stars than more than Daniel Garcia and Action Andretti in the uh in the main event. I wish they would have flipped that over because especially if you have Jungle Boy and Hook after they drew the big rating on Dynamite later in the show, people will continue to watch. I know there's probably people that saw Jungle Boy and Hook and probably turned off the TV because they draw the female the female viewers so you need to make sure you put that at the end of the show but this was a good match continues the whole angle with Ethan Page and Matt Hardy sets up a match for Dynamite so checked a couple of boxes
0: didn't I see that Matt had turned broken why why is he not
1: no he's turning broken because he's he's running he's he's running out of patience with Ethan Page kind of just bossing him around
0: okay but that that's happening it's it's gonna I thought I saw like he turned into the broken version of himself on the video on Twitter early this week, but it's been a busy week, so I could have been watching something old. I'm not sure. Uh, Dutch, what did you think of the opener on Rampage this evening?
2: Eh, <laughs> it's okay. But I I, I do agree with City. It should have been reversed. I think because more people know who they are than know the two guys, the Andrade Dreddy guy or whatever the their names in the main event, but they had a good match. It was okay, I think it was a little bit overly produced. I think, but hey, that uh, Ethan Page, he put some weight on, didn't he? He lost well,
0: a, He lost a lot of weight, actually.
2: A lot of weight. What did he look before like two-ton Harris or what? Little, he was a little pudgy. Little he looked pudgy. like, yeah, I, I watched him down. He was laying down and you know that gut was <gasps> looked like he was a little blowed up. You know who else was blowed up? Uh Mac. What's his name? Willie Mac. Willie Mac, he would blow it up too.
0: We'll get we'll get to Willie Mac here in, in a minute, but SP3, uh some some <laughs> some big storyline uh implications here. Shit got real tonight. Uh, between uh, Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Ortiz gets the mic from uh, Tony Schiavone and calls Kingston down. Um, said, look, man, I'm going to go to our mentor here. Homicide would call you a a fake tough guy for trying to hit uh, Julia Hart with a chair last week. He is berating this man over and over. And yeah, Kingston wasn't having any of that shit. He, he, he beat the fuck out of him with a steel chair tonight. So uh, this, these two appear to be done. I
1: felt like I was watching... To uh, a Spanish family argue at a bodega in New York. This felt this felt very genuine. This felt very real. <laughs> Ortiz calling Eddie a t- fake tough guy, and Eddie had the perfect response. I'm gonna hit you with the chair. I came out with the chair. You should have you should have knew better not to talk talk to me like that. Eddie, you you could tell the House of Black had won this mind game, and they had oh, yeah. caused a dissension between Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. I thought Kingston played this up well. I thought Ortiz was good on the mic this was probably the best thing on
2: this show probably was they did a good interview and it's believable it didn't go long if you watch a fight on the street it don't go for 10 minutes it'll go for a minute maybe a lot less but then it's over they get their point made one guy gets his ass whipped one guy leaves or whatever
0: cops and show it, up everybody runs yeah
2: oh that's right exactly Eddie, Eddie hit him and got out of there before the cops came. <laughs> there he hit across that back pretty solid. Yeah, he did. So Eddie's believable. He really is.
0: All right. So we uh we rolled into then Brian Cage in his tune-up match ahead of uh Wednesday's showdown with Brian Danielson. He's going against Willie Mack, uh Dutch's boy here, Willie Mack. <laughs> I enjoyed this match. These 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 two dudes were pulling off some moves that dudes their size have no business pulling off. I I thought this was a really great competitive match. And SP3, tell me if I'm overthinking and overreacting as I tend to do. I get trying to showcase Willie. All right. You were impressed with him in a match that he had earlier. You want to see what he can do, so you're going to give him a full-fledged tryout here. Obviously, Brian is going to go over in the match, but you, you, you want to showcase Willie, put him on a platform on national TV and see how he does. But when Brian Cage barely gets a win over this guy, days before he is supposed to be this massive roadblock put in place by MJF, it just seems like poor timing to do this kind of match, shouldn't this not have been a Brian cage tune up match where he just beats the piss out of somebody and looks like a, a, a giant monster or am I overreacting a little bit here? That
1: probably would have been more effective For building him up for Brian Danielson but I've been Seeing with with Brian Cage They just want him to go out there and have Good to great matches and that's what he They had a good to great match on Dark Elevation in LA Uh to well last week And then they had this good match here I thought this was more for you know to get Willie Mac attention You saw a bunch of people online wanting Willie Mack to get signed after this this was a Nice showcase for him but I agree that it wasn't as strong of a push for brian cage if he is going to be this new big obstacle and he he probably should have broke willie's arm after the match i think that would have been effective in building up the whole story going into the match with brian danielson of mjf paying him to break his arm
0: And, and that's a point too in the fact that mjf did says to brian he doesn't care if he beats daniel or brian danielson excuse me he doesn't care if he beats him he just wants him to hurt him, so maybe that's part of the mindset there. But uh, Dutch, what did you think about this match? You, you you didn't seem to be too impressed with with your boy Willie.
2: Well, it, it was a match. I don't really know the background of it or the concept of it. I don't. I, I'm, I I hardly. I don't ever watch Dynamite, so that's you guys refer to that. So I don't know what's going on. The match was fine. I think it went just a little bit too long. I think uh let's go to commercial and keep it keep the, the split screen I've never liked that too much but the match for what it was intended for I guess it accomplished its purpose I don't know.
0: We had one women's match in oh god three hours tonight. One women's match in 3 Hours tonight, it was Jade Cargill, Layla Gray
2: defeating the Jobets. Um, this was a sh- this <laughs> was a sh- I like that. The Jobets. You're welcome. Where did you find those girls at a tr- bus stop or what? <laughs> like- I,
1: I I never <laughs> like to say anyone is bad, they but
2: they didn't get one offensive. The- <laughs> no,
0: no and this, this was. This was a nice showcase for Layla tonight. I, I like the fact that Jade, as commentary said, just, you know, look put out in the fact that she had to be in this match and she just let Layla go out there and, and, and whoop these two sisters ass up and down. But the thing that sold it for me at the end was Layla going for the pin. And Jade is like, no, nope. no, 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 no. If anybody's getting me to 49 and 0, it's me. Hand hand this chick over. I'm gonna slam her down to the mat and I'm gonna pin her. I I thought that was that was great. But otherwise, this uh, I I, I don't know what what purpose this this really uh had. Let me ask
2: you this: When she said no, 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 I want the pin, the girl just got up, said okay. Yeah, she, she it, acted a little pissed off. Just no.
0: No, because, J- well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, SP3, but uh, Layla is not officially signed to AEW, is she? I don't I don't think
1: so. We've never got the all elite graphic, but they have established that if you get out of line with Jade, she'll just fire you. She fired yeah. Kira Hogan. She's fired Red Velvet because Red Velvet wasn't feeling <laughs> being bossed around by Jade, but. Layla Gray, that's why she's the, uh, the lone baddie now, is because yeah. she is going to listen to Jade, because she knows better. She knows where her biscuit gets buttered, say, unlike Kira meal.
0: and Red. That's her meal ticket. She ain't, she ain't going to risk that.
2: See, they have pretty good story beginnings, but they don't really, like WWE, they will take you inside that story, and you understand it. But this, you know, I've been talking about those forty-five second interviews they do. You can't do nothing in forty-five seconds. Whoa! Well, so really know the, the background. They could get a little deeper in this Jade story, and yeah. it would mean mean a hell of a lot more. But they one of the do. better
1: one of the better things on the show, in my opinion, was done in forty-five seconds. Was the Darby Allen promo that yeah. set up his match with uh, Buddy Matthews, him talking about the history with him with the House of Black. I didn't even realize that he's actually pinned Malachi at All Out. He's beaten Brody King, and now there's only one member of House of Black he hasn't beaten yet.
0: But has he pinned Julia, damn it? (laughs) That's who's going to dethrone him for the TNT championship. You can book it right now.
2: Well, if they'd have taken their time with some of those other interviews, they may have meant more too. Yeah, Darby Allen did a, he did a, a decent interview, a good interview. Yeah,
0: he's been on a good roll over the last few weeks for sure. Uh you uh brought up the main event earlier. Action Andretti as Dutch goes. Oh God, it's the pitch black match. It's the Mountain Dew pitch black matches. Oh no, Dutch is back. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Ray Wyatt's here. Uh Action Andretti defeats Daniel Garcia and his leather pants in the main event tonight with a running shooting star press. Uh they obviously see something here in Action Andretti. They haven't beat Chris Jericho clean as a sheet. They sign him. Now he's beaten Daniel Garcia. Uh wouldn't be surprised if Sammy Guevara is next down the line at some point. Um, impressive running shooting star press. The kids obviously got some skills, didn't quite connect with with all of the moves. Um not even saying that's necessarily his fault. Daniel could have been in the, you know, wrong spot. Not everything connected tonight. I thought this was another good showing for uh, Action Andretti tonight, though.
1: I didn't think it was as impressive as his match with Chris Jericho. Like you said, he was he whiffed on a couple of moves, especially the, the Arabian press to the outside, yeah. uh, the moonsault to the outside, where he was like, on here and daniel was over here and he just fell um yeah yeah it, it, he didn't look as chris as he did with that match with chris jericho but he's he's still green he's still young in his career but it was at least a solid a solid affair there with daniel garcia who's really good and always lays his stuff in he's very stiff he held the match together despite andretti not really hitting a lot of the moves here so i give the credit to daniel garcia here Action andretti gets Another win sets up the tag team match with the Sex Gods versus uh, the House
0: of Half Black on Wednesday. That's what'd what you think of the main event? Did you get to watch much of the main event tonight?
2: Eh, <laughs> I, I leave the main event about five minutes till the hour because I've got to come up here and I got to come in here and set this stuff up. So, but I did see a little bit of it. I hope they're right about this, Andretti kid, because he's getting a he's getting a big shove right now. Yeah. So let's see where, where they can take this with him.
0: I mean, they've done this before, where they have put these young guys in a big spotlight. But I mean, SP three is there anybody you can compare him to as far as collecting wins at this caliber? this this fast because i i think back to to dante martin right they kept putting him in big spots but he kept losing he always had a great showing but he would lose i can't think of anybody that's been this young that they have all right well we're gonna have we're gonna put him over chris jericho now we're gonna put him over daniel garcia who's a guy they have spent years at this point uh building up they're giving him some wins fast here i can't remember really remember them doing that with anybody else
1: no, they usually do the kind of the slow burn To these guys getting the wins Like Jungle Boy got a lot of losses Before he started picking up wins yeah. Getting big, uh, you know, big victories Same with Darby Allen He lost to, uh, he lost to, you know, uh, Cody a bunch of times Before he eventually beat him Hook is a different level Because Hook really hasn't beaten anyone like that Like Andretti beat Chris Jericho yeah, he beat, He's beaten Daniel Garcia Who's one of the top, like, mid-card guys are AEW so Hook beating a whole bunch of jobbers in like a minute or two is not the same as the like you said the push that Action Andretti is getting right now so I do agree with that the only person that I think is greater than him is MJF who actually guys won the best heel of the year last year in the first annual Sports Keto Wrestling Awards and I think, guys, MJF is going to be the best heel of the year for the second annual Sports Keto Awards. I think Women's Wrestler of the Year was Brit, was Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, or yeah. Bianca oh, there. Yeah, so I don't know who's gonna win this year. Who do you got, Dutch? Who do you think's gonna be the Women's wrestler of the year for the second annual, the 2022 edition of the sports keto wrestling awards? The sports keto wrestling awards, the sports keto wrestling awards.
2: Talk about the award show. The one yeah, that's coming out from Sports Keto. You talking yeah. about that? Oh, okay. yeah. Who who do you think's gonna be female wrestler
0: of the year potentially?
2: Female Wrestler of the Year. Uh That's a good question. I don't think Britt Baker will win it again this year. I just don't. I really don't. I think Bianca Belair, possibly.
0: It's hard to say anybody had a better year than Bianca, really. I mean, she has kind of reached that Cena-level booking that we haven't really quite seen out of anybody since John Cena. Like, she just beats literally everybody. Doesn't matter the obstacles. She overcomes everything, and she's, Fantastic. She's fantastic. She never ceases to amaze me when she's in the ring. I think it would be hard. Um,
2: it's gonna be interesting.
0: Jamie Hader, maybe, came on late toward the end of last year. Um, possibly to give her uh give her some competition. Kyrie when becoming the first uh IWGP women's champion, possibly. So I mean there, who,
2: there's who there's a of the blood there. last week. Who was that? Who, was who that did what Ruby? oh Ruby, yeah. Ruby might, could be in there too.
0: For that,
1: I would, that would be 2023. Uh, I would say Jade Cargo yeah. makes an argument. Undefeated TBS champion for the entire year. If you're uh, more, you know, you watch wrestling outside of the top two promotions mickey james had a hell of a year with her last rodeo which culminated early in 2023 you also had shuri over in stardom who was the pwi woman's 150 number one entrant who is basically the brock lesnar of yoshi joshi wrestling she was a former mma fighter and completely destroyed everyone in stardom in 2022 so if you watch more widespread wrestling she made a great argument as well as Julia uh, winning the five-star Grand Prix and ending 2022 as the World of Stardom champion.
0: All right, Dutch. I got one final question for you before we wrap up the show here tonight. One oh, final question. I want to bring this up. I want to bring this up while they're still in it because we have had several people bring up the Jacksonville Jaguars today as they yeah. they play the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow in the divisional round yeah. of the yeah. NFL playoffs. As you well know, the Jacksonville Jaguars are owned by shad and tony khan yes aew as you also are well uh well know when a major sports franchise wins a world championship wwe will send them a world championship wwe belt with the custom side plates yes if the jacksonville jaguars somehow pull off a miracle beat kansas city beat cincinnati and beat san francisco let's just say in this and wins the super bowl does wwe send them the cons a world championship with the jaguars emblem on it and if so what does tony khan do
2: with it i think it'd be great for them aew to show that belt off wwe sends it said hey this is our custom or send it to him i think tony khan would go crazy with it he would turn it that, that helps both companies, to tell you the truth. And I think Tony Khan, he'd be like a little kid on the second Christmas morning. If you had two Christmases right in a row, he, he could get the same present two days in a row, and he'd be just as happy the second day. I think I, I would love to see that because, you know, Tony Khan, he, I don't know if he'd bring it on the show, but he teared up on social media.
0: Usually, you got the players who are carrying it, the championship parade, and they're passing it around and they're throwing it over. I look. I think Tony Khan needs to get ahead of this and and make custom, you know, AEW Jackson ja- Jacksonville Jaguar Championship belts and give one to each member of the damn team and have them thrown over their shoulders. Sp three and I talked about this, I believe, on on another network. Uh, Sp three brought up. Uh, what Steven said, doing a Lunder Blaze and drop the WWE Championship in a trash can and then pull out an AEW World title belt. Uh, I, I got a
1: better idea, guys. I got a better idea. He gets it? the WWE World Championship, he throws it in the trash, and he doesn't bring out the AEW World Championship. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. He brings out the Sports Keto Wrestling Award that he's going to win for best Booker <laughs> of
2: 2022, guys, oh, yeah. Tony yeah. Khan. That's that what he good. should do. Hey, who will win Booker of the Year?
1: It should be Tony Khan so he can bring it out in the Super Bowl parade for the there, Jacksonville
0: Jaguars.
2: That was good. All of a sudden, the Sports Keto.
0: I, I yeah. fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. I had oh, no idea was, where you were going that with was,
2: that. that. That was great comedy.
0: I uh, had all right. I've had enough. Sports Kita Wrestling Awards next month. Keep an eye out on SportsKita.com, Sports keto Wrestling Facebook page. We'll be back. Ne- well, these guys will be back next week. I will be, I will be in San Antonio, Texas, baby. Oh, a- so I got some stuff that I'm going to be working on while I'm down there for the Royal Rumble. So hope y'all enjoy. And yes, Stephen, please. Go Bengals! Finally.
2: Hey, let's ask one one thing: the Bengals have a quarterback? Where did he play college ball?
0: Uh LSU. Before that, Ohio State.
2: Bullshit. Jacksonville has a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you said? I thought you said the Bengals. Well, I meant the Jaguars.
0: You said the Bengals, so the Jaguars. Oh, I yeah. the Bengals. You said the Bengals. You yeah. see how he?
2: You see how is always picking my shit apart. He just tears it up.
0: Well, the Jaguars quarterback played at Clemson. Yes.
2: Yeah. He threw last week four interceptions and a fumble. He didn't fumble in the first half, and they were down like 30 to nothing. And they come, yeah. He's down 27 to nothing. They come back and won 31 to 30. That was a great game. One of the better games I've ever seen. (laughs) I actually, I even, I even, you know, texted Tony and, Told him congratulations on his win. And he takes back right away. He said, thanks.
0: Oh, I thought he sent the middle finger emoji. No, nah, he didn't.
2: Like, <laughs> thank you, Dutch. And tell Rick and Sid to go kiss my ice. That's what nah,
0: he he's
1: lying. What he really said was, thank you so much, Dutch. Yeah. Stay tuned for AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage this Wednesday and this Friday, 8 p.m.
2: Eastern Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And vote in the sports heater. Year in awards. That's what he said. And I'm out. Guys, I'll see you later. All
0: right. Take care, everybody. Enjoy your weekend.
2: See you. We the people.